Hello, welcome to a podcast for The Lancet Oncology as part of our January 2020 issue and Happy New Year. I'm joined today by Monica Koo from University College London and she's going to talk about her article new in The Lancet Oncology this month on presenting symptoms of cancer and stage a diagnosis in patients in England. Monica, thank you so much for joining us today. If you could kick off by just telling us briefly about the study's background and some of the key findings from it. Yeah, thank you. Well, first of all, we know that most cancer patients are diagnosed after they present with symptoms. Um, And that's because while we've had a lot of um, innovation and development in cancer screening, so asymptomatic detection of cancer, um, at the moment, this only covers um, a small number of cancer sites. And equally, um, at the same time, we know that early diagnosis of cancer is associated with better outcomes, and not just um, in terms of clinical outcomes, but also in terms of patient experience and quality of life, um, and also for the health system um, as well. So here in England, we've had quite a lot of interest and attention on early diagnosis of cancer for the last two decades or so. Um, And so early diagnosis interventions exist such as the Be Clear on Cancer awareness campaigns that aim to raise awareness of certain symptoms that could be caused by cancer um, and also the two-week wait fast-track pathways um, which uh, primary care physicians or GPs can use um, to investigate and diagnose cancer, um, prioritizing it um, for this. And these pathways are supported by national guidelines produced by NICE. And so these kinds of early diagnosis interventions are actually by their very design based on presenting symptoms of cancer. Thus far, there's been very limited population-based evidence that looks at associations between presenting symptoms of cancer um, and stage at diagnosis, particularly looking beyond um, single cancer sites. And so we set out to do this using data from the English National Cancer Diagnosis Audit, um, which combines cancer registration data, which is where we pulled out the robust TNM stage at diagnosis information, um, and also information on the diagnostic pathway of each cancer patient um, extracted by auditors from the patient's primary care records. Yeah, so following on from that, any of your findings about the association of particular symptoms with advanced cancer stage at diagnosis surprising in particular? Did any of them really kind of catch you? When we were initially looking at this, um, I remember when I was sharing the early findings from this project with um, the two senior authors on the paper, so Professor Yoris Laratzopoulos and uh, Professor Greg Rubin, um, and I just got the sense from their reactions that this was something that could be quite exciting um, and not only interesting for me, just the person working on it, but also to others in the field. Um, So our headline finding was that for most of the symptoms we looked at, and we looked at the 20 most common symptoms um, in our cancer patient population, uh, we found that large proportions of patients were diagnosed with non-advanced disease. Um, And this included things such as weight loss and coughing up blood, which were often assumed to be signs of advanced disease. So yeah, that was pretty surprising when we first came across that. So do you think the overall message of your study is reassuring or alarming for patients and doctors? I think our study findings are largely a good news story, both for patients and and future patients and doctors and those working on early diagnosis. So um, I guess they suggest it's never too late to seek help for concerning symptoms, um, and it's never too late to investigate these symptoms. So they go against a lot of the, um, the fear and the fatalism surrounding a new symptom that may be due to cancer. 
I think just to kind of balance that a little bit, obviously, um, our findings need to be considered against um, how rare cancer is on a day-to-day basis in primary care. So for the vast majority of individuals experiencing the kinds of symptoms we looked at um, and who were referred using the sort of fast-track pathways that we have in England, um, they're not going to be found to have cancer at all. So um, reassuring in, in that sense as well. So yes, both in England and elsewhere, what are some of the barriers that exist that prevent early presentation of patients with potential cancer symptoms to primary health care? Poor awareness of potential symptoms of cancer is an obvious barrier to be mentioning here. Um, But even more importantly, um, some of the fear and fatalism that surrounds a possible cancer diagnosis can be a major barrier um, to presentation particularly in certain patient groups, uh, resource-poor communities, um, and also in lower-income settings, um, low-income countries. There may also be a lack of trust in the health system and healthcare providers, which um, can act as further barriers to prompt presentation. Um, Just thinking about another important barrier to early presentation and diagnosis um, is also multimorbidity, which is an increasing um, problem that has been highlighted in recent research. So um, an increasing number of individuals have these pre-existing chronic conditions, um, which may also be causing symptoms. And that makes it challenging for both the individuals experiencing potentially new symptoms caused um, by cancer and also their doctors in distinguishing between the old and the new conditions. Um, And so that's definitely something that could be addressed by future research. And so finally then, what do you think are some of the next priorities in early diagnosis as a part of cancer control? Well, I think our findings show that early symptomatic diagnosis of cancer has real potential to translate into um, improving cancer outcomes alongside developments in cancer prevention and treatment, so alongside um, the cancer continuum. In terms of next priorities, obviously um, our research is sort of I think um, a piece, one piece in the early diagnosis puzzle is described by Dr. Katrina Whitaker in the, the accompanying editorial. Um, so thinking about what symptoms should be featured, uh, what other barriers that I've alluded to um, that these sort of early diagnosis interventions should be focusing on, um, how the campaigns um, and interventions should be evaluated. Um, these are all key questions to to be answered. And so taking an evidence-based approach where possible regarding the design, implementation, and evaluation of these interventions, um, I think is really important. Well, it's a very important paper that you can read online now at thelancet.com. Uh, Monica, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks very much.